to the folks on today's podcast. I'm going to be dropping chapter six of my book, The Journey to Simple Passive Cashflow. This chapter is called Just Before I Quit My Day Job. Now, one of the regrets I had with my first book, and there were a lot of kind of holes that I see looking back, which is why the next book is going to be so much better, was this book was written through my point of view, following my journey, which is fine and all. But what I really wanted to turn the next book into was a step-by-step process on, we have investors coming in, they are accredited already, million, maybe $2 million net worth, but no real estate investments. Or we have some investors with even much higher net worth, but how do they plug into this passive investor, sophisticated investor mindset and implement the tax strategies and accredited investor banking, for example. That's what this book, the next book is going to be really surrounding is plug and play, figure out where you're at, and then skip all the minutiae that led up before that. If there's anything that I've talked, talking to a lot of you investors is what I've seen, a lot of people are very confused. There are so many strategies out there. However, I would argue that most of these strategies are for low net worth investors and for people who haven't really gotten their personal finances together, quite frankly, can't save half a million, million dollars quite yet, or just too young. Part of this is part of this wealth building, getting over a million, two million dollars net worth is just going to just takes time. Nothing more than that. Of course, I try to create these strategies to expedite time for you as much as possible which is why if you haven't yet join our investor club at simplepassivecashflow.com and sign up for that free complimentary call where I try to quickly get you moving in the right places. If there's any kind of questions you have, let's just knock it out and let me point you in the right direction and tell you why. Ultimately, you're going to make your own decisions. I'm just here to help speed you along compressed learning cycles. But anyway, enjoy the chapter. We've got a few more chapters after this, but we're nearing the end. And if you guys like it, check out simplepassivecashflow.com slash book, where you can see all the recordings of each chapter. There's also a link to get the free e-version if you were one of those Kindle PDF readers. And again, thank you all for sharing it with your friends. And I'm really getting excited about the release of the next book. We're about through the second draft at this point. And I guess I'll put a call out. If anybody out there is look willing to take a look at the third, fourth draft and give us a little feedback, maybe a little user group there, please reach out to the team, team at simplepassivecashflow.com. And that would be a kind of a cool way to get involved with, on the ground level of the next book. But anyway, enjoy the chapter. This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went and tried to rent them out. And then he became one real investor man. Chapter 6, Just Before I Quit My Day Job. Back in 2015, I was making a few hundred bucks with my 11 rental properties. I was bringing in a decent cash flow. Of course, this is after all of the property management expenses, repairs, and so on. I really started to see how it was possible to gain financial freedom. I graduated in college in 2007 and I started investing in 2009. So this is about five or six years down the path of being a real estate investor. I started to realize how little the W-2 paycheck mattered. I had already realized at this point that Santa Claus wasn't real, the Easter Bunny wasn't real, nor was a tooth fairy, and I wasn't much of a corporate person. 
My engineering job is very stressful and I was still traveling a lot. I realized I had the option to find a less stressful, less paying job because the real estate more than supplemented my income. There was one thing that happened for me and I think this happens for many of my clients. I call it the pivot point. The point where something bad happens in their lives and it's always seemingly bad because as Tony Robbins says, things happen for you, not to you. So I had an incident in my workplace where I pretty much got thrown under the bus because a project I was in charge of got caught up in a legal precedent setting issue. Nothing to do with my project. The situation got tough, especially with toxic people and I realized I was just a number in a large company. Not a day goes by that I'm not thankful that I'm no longer working for that employer and that I got sent down a path. Pretty much everyone who reaches out to me and joins our investor group has a similar epiphany to some degree. Maybe they got passed up for a promotion or they had a boss who's doing shady things and then they get in trouble for it or they look at the person they've worked alongside for 50 years and they see all that they got for retirement was not a watch a bunch of soggy Chinese fried noodles for the retirement party that no one really cared to go to. One common thing I see and hear from folks like you is that your peers and boss are typically not there because they are shining personalities, that they're financially free, so they choose to be there on their own accord. No, most people are there for a paycheck, and unfortunately, there might be backstabbing or at least minor office politics to ensure that one cash flow stream stays in. The one nice thing about having a college education was that I was able to find other jobs. Because I had many rentals at this point, I was able to take less money for a role that was less stressful. I started to work for public government agencies, leaving the high stress private sector behind. Not only did I find better work environments, but better coworkers who weren't cutthroat competitive and actually enjoyed going to work every day. It was nice to go in and interact with people. Life just got a little easier and that would have been a happy ever after story. But. Now just a little more insights of this. What I start to realize after a while is that my bosses, they, they treat me like crap, right? It's maybe it's because I was a new person at work first five, 10 years of my career. And another realization was that most people that rise to middle upper management just have a lot of white hairs and I just didn't really wanna stick around for that. Uh, a lot of my clients are computer programmers and they realize that being older isn't necessarily better in that field. And a lot of people, they just get tired of the system. Another thing that kind of happened to me very early on, I had one of my older employees actually die on the job. And this was somebody who was worked under me for a couple of years. Good guy, but one day I was just at my computer and this company-wide email came out and the guy died. And hits home that life is too short. And another thing that I kind of took away was nobody at my job really cared about this guy. And it was just a number. And I eventually left that job. It was with a Fortune 50 company, very conservative, high stress, 24 seven type of work environment. I eventually went to more government jobs. Those of you guys work at government jobs, you guys know that there's not much working of anything of that sort. Great place to uh, build a passive real estate investing portfolio on the side. I think what starts to happen after a while is you start to have this FU money attitude where you know that your days are numbered. Kind of like the guy at work in their 60s and 70s that know they're on their way out. They only have a few more years left. It's a very empowering thing when you have rental properties or in syndication deals, having that passive income coming in to know that if anything changes, you get a new boss, something changes in your work environment, you get some toxic employees, you can just peace out and leave. I think I started to find other 
less stressful jobs, got around to work with other people. And that was a great work environment for me. And really that was the end of it. That would have been awesome for myself. My kind of story more pivoted as I started to lead these apartment syndications and start to grow my portfolio even more, especially taking on other people's money just didn't really seem super responsible to work a day job on the side. I think most people that give us money, they want us to be true professionals, which means this is our job. This is what we do as professionals, which means spending all our time energy on. My mission at simplepassivecashflow.com is to help hardworking individuals like you do what I did, which was leave a professional career behind by building an investment portfolio where the passive income exceeded my daily expenses. It frustrates me that there are so many people out there mindlessly investing in the Roth, IRA, 401k, mutual funds, or worse, going through a useless financial planner who is just selling retail and financial products. Here's the problem. There are multiple middlemen taking a cut of your returns, all the while you take all the rest. In our community, we spend a little bit of effort to educate ourselves and build organic relationships with other past investors to source the best off-market opportunities, all while enjoying higher returns and better security because the asset that you purchased is a real hard asset, not some kind of fake stuff like a crypto or altcoin. The trifecta is simple. Number one, syndications to get number two, passive losses to unlock other tax best practices. And thirdly, infinite banking. Join our network for more insider access and educational material at simplepassivecashflow.com slash club. And also sign up for a free strategy call once you're in there. Enter our ecosystem. So if you did come out to Hawaii on our annual investor retreat, you'd be able to develop those relationships with the right people. To check out future events, go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash events. And we'll see you in person. Today, I own thousands of rental properties and I do this full time. As I started to work in more chill jobs and have much more free time on my hands, I was always thinking about the next thing. And I started to realize that my 11 rentals bringing in a few thousand dollars of passive income every month was really cool. But out of those 11 properties, I had an eviction or two every year. I had some big issue or catastrophe. Every I've had several instances where evictions led to big repair bills up to $20,000 a piece. Single family homes are a great way to get started. It got my net worth off the ground. Of course, that first $100,000 net worth is always the hardest. But as I started to level up my network and joined different mastermind groups, I started to realize a lot of these guys invest in private placements and syndications. What was really comforting to know was that a lot of these guys used to do what I did at the time, own single family homes. And they all said that they were so glad to be out of it and into larger deals. When I started out, I purchased properties in the wrong areas like Seattle. I eventually moved to more cash flow based areas in red states with more landlord friendly laws. I got up to a point where I started to transition into syndications and private placements. This is all within a decade time span. There were definitely mistakes I made along the way, such as paying down debt. Sophisticated investors don't do that. Second, investing with the wrong people, which was caused by not having the relationships that would have prevented me from going into bad deals. Plus, I paid a heck of a lot of money that should have gone towards investments to learn about these tax and wealth building strategies. But I'm glad I can distill the best practice to you. The system I'm advocating for is not easy, but it's very simple. It just takes a while. My parents never did any type of real estate investing. They discouraged me from having people rent out my house for fear of bad tenants. I started out with a good job that I parlayed into that first investment, but I thrashed in the water for 10 years to get to where I am today. Now I barely use any energy to swim. Let's take a very typical scenario of, how, of somebody who's achieving this high speed, low jag, wealth building method. They have a large retirement account. They start investing in alternative assets where they know the sponsor personally. So they cut out the middlemen and gotten better returns backed by hard assets just in case there's a little hiccup in the economy. 
They use the passive losses to offset their active income, and of course, passive losses to offset passive income, and they start to do all these different tax or wealth building strategies such as infinite banking, and they start to realize they can now go to a job because they may love it or even enjoy it. Or their spouse can stay at home with the kids because it makes more sense for them to do that. At the end of the day, they net more money because they are paying less taxes. It's a beautiful thing. And they create a lifestyle that is more sustainable for themselves. And they're able to teach the skills to their children as opposed to enabling them to blow it like 90% of wealth loss in the subsequent two to three generations, AKA trust fund kids. I would have been more than happy to keep working as a city engineer with a couple handful of rentals. In a great work environment with great coworkers, investing passively in real estate deals and doing all the same tax games to a mid 40s retirement. But I started to create my website, simplepassivecashflow.com, which became very popular and the investors wanted to invest alongside me. That's when I started the family office consulting business to create an opportunities for others to follow the same blueprint I did. And when I made enough revenue from that program, I realized I needed to leave my engineering job because there were people that needed to be led on the less traveled road to financial freedom. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.